Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know entirely too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I also do a lot of research for this show. My co-host with me uh, doesn't know as much about the Rock Hall, and she also doesn't do any research to the point where she doesn't know who we're talking about. <laughs> I genuinely just asked him. It's Kristen And Sutter. I was denied the answer, Hello, so I'll Kristen. find out with you all. Actually, you've all read the yeah, they episode know. description. They know before you do, yes. I guess, in a sense. Hi, it's it's me, Kristen Stutter. You, you don't know who we're talking about. Voice of the people. And you also, uh, yeah, so I think in this episode you will be kind of the voice of the people in the sense that uh, you won't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the voice of the people who maybe want to learn about this band. Truly. I I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's bring in our guest. Very excited to have her. She's an author, former rock journalist, Cat Wrangler. She's also the, uh, I would say, co-author of the autobiography of Lemmy Kill Mr. White Line Fever, Janice Garza. Hi. Nice to be here. Thanks for being here, Janice. So uh, was that enough of a hint, Kristen? I, is that, uh, um, Lemmy, he died. Le- yes. He died. Is he, and he's from a metal band. Is this, is he from Motorhead? Is Lemmy it Motorhead? Is the, okay, great. Yeah, I lead was, singer. Okay, I did. All right. And most consistent member of the band Motorhead. Okay. Well, uh, the only consistent member, really. Yeah. The, if, we, if he wasn't there, then it wasn't Then Motorhead. it was Motorhead, yeah. But there's been all sorts of incarnations of that group. It was yeah. gear Wait, body. The, 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 the last, like, 20 years of the band it was pretty consistent relatively consistent yeah Yeah. he died not too long ago right 2015 yeah yeah, i remember i mean he died in the era of my social media (laughs) yeah Uh, and i remember people talking about it well we'll get into motorhead more in a second uh but janice one thing i I like to do with our guests at the very top is you know the rock and roll hall of fame is a weird institution it's peripheral for most people i'm Mm -hmm. just uh curious what your thoughts or if you ever feel if you ever even think about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as an institution actually I have a whole bunch of friends that vote in the Rock Hall of Fame okay so yeah so that's sort of where I think about it because when the nominees are announced all my friends are like posting their ballots and Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of get mildly jealous because I'm not one of the ones voting of course right (laughs) yeah and uh, of course this this year I've been nagging them all you better have voted for Motorhead right yeah are they listening are they listening yeah I think most of them actually are voting for Motorhead that that are my friends I everybody else I have no idea Uh but why don't we give you the satisfaction of 
filling out a ballot. I don't actually have one, but I'm going to give you the the nominee list. Okay. And then we'll, we'll let you have a, a bit of a fantasy draft in a yeah, sense. Yeah, you get uh, to pick five. So let's say oh, you have yeah. a ballot and you get to, you just grimaced looking at the list. I, f- I forgot the Dave Matthews band was on there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it, obviously they're not one I would be voting for. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot that would of, be really crazy if you were the crossover yeah. of the Motorhead. That would yeah. be D- DMB. Wild. Hey, one one of the ones I would vote for though. Talk about like you know, crossovers. I would def- I would vote for Depeche Mode. Mm-hmm. Oh I, yeah, that's... I do. I mean, I I love Depeche Mode. They're I'm great. like an '80s girl. So yeah, so yeah, Motor Motorhead, Depeche Mode. Uh, Nine Inch Nails, it's still too early for them. I get that. Yeah, they can get it later on. Especially looking at the rest of the ballot, there's a lot of artists, I mean, like Depeche Mode, who kind of set the groundwork for what Nine Inch Nails eventually did. Yeah, same thing with Soundgarden. It's not their time yet, even though I'm really sad about, uh, you know, Chris Chris Cornell Cornell not being around anymore. Uh, You know, and so after, after that, it gets really kind of hard because there's some people on here i mean i'm not a big thin lizzy fan mm-hmm. i you know just uh, people are going to kill me for saying that but you know what they really deserve to be in mm-hmm. you know filling it is i mean everybody like you know looks up to this man deservedly so and mm-hmm. he's sh- thin lizzy should definitely be in uh god judas priest definitely should be in i mean okay yeah we they're, they're a rock ballad yeah yeah, yeah they're they're, they're iconic uh craft work really should be in you know, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it just uh, so we've, we've hit five, five already. Yeah, now, you, you hit can... five already. And there's some like you know, that really it's frustrating that should be in, but they're like such underdogs, like the MC Five. Sure. Yeah. And a you group know... that uh, I think Lemmy has cited as oh, a, yes. a major influence. Yes, absolutely. And uh, you know, like Rufus. I mean, that should be in. Todd Rundgren. Uh, most of my rock critic friend, friends are voting for Todd Rundgren because he is very, 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 very. Uh, influential. It's really interesting that you say that all your rock critic friends are voting for Todd Rundgren. First of all, because I drafted him in the draft we this year. We had our year. own fantasy draft. Yeah, oh, really? our own fantasy draft, yeah. and I drafted him. But second of all, because I occasionally do check in on our Twitter thing, and I did today while I was waiting um, somewhere, and I saw that he is getting a lot of votes to be lose day. Yeah, so we week. do a thing every Tuesday, Tuesday lose day. Uh, and I will. I put the list of the nominees, and I say, all right, you got to lose one. You have to. Of these, uh-huh. got to kick somebody out. We've been doing it for a few weeks now since the ballot's been out. First week, Dave Matthews Band, right yes. out of there right away. Yes! <laughs> and then uh, the next week, it was Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy uh-huh. got kicked out. Wow. And now, right now, I mean... It's the, the, up between Rufus and, and Rundgren, Rundgren right now. A lot of people wow. are saying get Rundgren out of there. I think a lot of... Because a lot of our listeners are pretty particular... Uh-huh. And I think they think Rundgren should be inducted in a different category. That he should be inducted in musical excellence because that would include his production, his production career, career, which yeah. is maybe more influential, more important than his recording career as a solo artist. Yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, he was a pretty awesome solo artist. Also, yeah. yeah, I mean, he had a lot of yeah. a lot of great songs and albums. Yeah. So, so who's your final five? Oh God! Let's see. Uh, okay, so Motorhead is one. Okay, Motorhead, Motorhead for sure. Motorhead. locking in. Motorhead. Lo- lo- okay, uh, now definitely Motorhead's locked in. Uh, Judas Priest is locked in. Uh, okay, the Pest Mode. Motorhead uh, Priest. Craftwork. Um, God. Uh, Did you say Craftwork? Yeah, Craftwork. Okay. Craftwork. Craftwork. You got, got one, one more. I've got one more. I've got Oof. one more. Um, 
God, I, and I love T Rex personally, but sure. you know, it just uh, and they should be in there. It just uh, it's just really tough. But I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say Thin Lizzy. I mean, because She's like I mean, but, uh, and even though I'm not a Lizzy fan, there you go. It, and I think uh, the best voter is the objective voter. Yeah. That, I, that's my me. stump speech. I think the best voter is a subjective voter. But I think you do have to, if you're thinking yeah. about the hall, and that's the, one of the hard things about this institution is you. Some, if you don't like a band, but they're important, yeah, and they're influential, like you have to kind of man. You, no, well, not like <laughs> that. Dave Matthews is. I, I I don't know anybody who's influenced by the Dave Matthews yeah. band. It's a real wild thing. I'm also realizing that I think because everyone was so mad and mean about them when it first when they first got. Um, nominated that I became the like de facto Dave apologist which right. is wild because I'm not a huge fan by mm-hmm. any means I just went to college in the 2000s right so it's, um, inescapable. it's like it just yeah. happened to me right uh, <laughs> I like the know, way you described it happened like, to me <laughs> it was one of those things the ants I got in line and yeah the marching um, began uh, but it, it is very funny that like I was just thinking you know this would be an awesome year for them to induct more than five again like last year there's so many like deserving. you're saying you're looking at it you're like there's so many deserving bands yeah it would be a great year for them to really hit them up seven again you know yeah because there, go there's, more there's so many snubs there's so there's many so many artists that should be have, in by now yeah. that if we the real solution to that is to induct more artists per year But also, this is the first year they're going to be streaming the ceremony live on HBO. Oh, really? So it begs the question, are they going to try... they're going to show it on HBO live, like regular TV broadcast? So there's a new... There's going to be a new HBO thing. I think it's HBO Max. Oh, HBO Max. Max. I think it's probably going to go on there because one of the things they're doing at HBO Max is they're going to do sports events and they're going to do live events and this is going to be one of those things that falls under that umbrella. Yeah. Now, does that mean they're going to try to produce it like a televised award show? Oh. Like, is it going to be like the Grammys where... They're keeping it moving. And, you know, because the... I don't know if you've seen an induction ceremony, Janice. I haven't seen it. Uh, but they are... It, it's a sprawling five-hour event. It's a and bloat. Then, and then they cut it down for the broadcast. Yeah. And they... they Which I think is kind of nice. They let yeah. the artists talk, and then they let them play, and then it's a thing that they then chop down later. They but chop it down to something that is still incredibly long three hours. and bloated. <laughs> yeah. like, it's crazy. But it sort of explains why I've never seen it. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a time investment, no doubt. Yeah. But if it's going to be something that is broadcast live, then do they fundamentally change the way the induction ceremony happens? And does that include not having as many inductees or ca- capping it at five to make sure it's not bloated? I don't know. I sure hope not. Or do they not. let it blow? Let it blow. Well, because it's blow. HBO Max, baby. And you then know? chop it it's down like for HBO regular. New, exactly. And that's their new streaming service. So I just feel like that's... Only your true hall heads are really going to get up in the stream. And yeah, everybody sure. yeah, else... And not a, yeah. it, I don't think yeah. that's well like appointment viewing for everybody else. Yeah. Somehow I will definitely be there. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, uh, we're going to go to Cleveland and yeah. You are. Person. Oh, yeah, that's going to be New York cool. last year, and we'll yeah. be at Cleveland this year, unless Pat Benatar doesn't get inducted, in which case then the podcast must end. You're going to delete my number. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go through. We haven't done this yet. So there is a fan vote. The uh-huh. fans get to vote yeah. uh, online. 
uh-huh. and there is I'm going to go through the the current leaderboard. Okay, for the can I board. guess who I think is in first position? Do you? Uh, I guess if you want, I was going to go from bottom, bottom to the top. To bottom top. Who do I think is in bottom position? I bet you could name the bottom three. Okay. Oh, really? Ba- I would think so, but maybe I'm giving you more credit. Oh, no. Yeah. No, because I don't know what the think will of the who, people is. Even though I'm the but, voice of the people, I do not represent their will. So here, here are the bottom three. And this and this is not deserving, but this... Is our good old Rufus and Chaka down there? Yeah. Rufus and Chaka are down there. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is... Is not... Uh, do you want to see the ballot? Is Kraftwork down there? Cla- MC5 Kraftwork is down there. MC5, down there? that's exactly okay, it. Wow. Oh, wow. I did do it. So it's, unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, like Because MC5 is always down there. They were in bottom for forever. Last year. Last year. Yeah. And it's just... Uh, it's a... It's a product of the fact that the average person online voting on this kind of stuff doesn't know their music history. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, nobody, nobody outside of the music industry really understands... The importance of the MC5. I mean, that's just all there is to it, and it's sad but true. And you know, they're not the only ones. I mean, it's just one of those bands that. And there's a bunch of bands like that that uh, I don't feel get like their you due. Just leg- I don't know. There should be like a separate way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there should just be a separate way besides like the like what, the let the committee veteran have, committee have and then, one slot. Yeah. yeah, just let the nominating committee go. Who's going to be our slot? This year, I think that would be a and good. And they pick move. one kind of like critical darling that they know the voting. They know body the voting won't go body for. is not going to go for. Yeah, I think that would be wise. I'm into that if there are seven nominees. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. not yeah. if there's five, honey. No way. <laughs> All right. So then, also at the bottom, this is genre bias. Oh, then we've got is our um, Biggie and Whitney Biggie. down there, and then it's but Whitney's near the top. I bet. Because Whitney she is better. Yeah. so famous. She's super famous. Yeah. Then it's T-Rex. Uh-huh. Then it's Rundgren, who uh-huh. I would say is lower than you'd expect. He did well last year. But not year. among this. Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, right. but not yeah. among this. I, I'm not that surprised. Then it's Nine Inch Nails. Uh-huh. Then it's Motorhead. Uh-huh. Then Thin Lizzy. Now we're getting into the top seven. Uh-huh. Where's Priest? So Whitney is seven. Okay. Uh-huh. Depeche Mode is six. Uh-huh. Priest is five. So this is the current ballot if it were done mm-hmm. today this is starting with priest what would be on the fan ballot which is right. one out of a thousand does not really At least, yeah. make much of a make much of a difference yeah. judas priest is five Soundgarden is four uh-huh. the doobie brothers again ew i hate the doobie brothers not because we just did a we did a Soundgarden episode recently and i learned a lot about them i had a really i've you know gone on record lightning experience for you and but but i still don't think that this is i don't i'm not like put them in right now absolutely not yeah yeah when i think of the doobie brothers i think of my brother like holding his room smoking pot and I never got along with my brother, so you know, it just gives me an instant prejudice against the Doobie Brothers. See, it's yeah. like when I think about Soundgarden, I think about how they... You have a literal Doobie brother. <gasps> oh my gosh! Yes! So, that might be why you That might be why. Yeah, you've got a Doobie brother. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, appropriate. Uh, okay, Man, so the dubs. The the leaderboard has changed recently. That's wait. It's also so wild that the dubs are in the top five. Yeah, that I is. also to really that hate makes the sense. phrase the dubs, but I well, can't. You're stop. doing it. Uh, wait, does that mean Dave is in the top five? So so the Doobie Brothers make sense to me as being at the top because they are like the most classic rock band, yeah. and like for the yeah. people who vote on this type of thing, that's what they tend to go for. Def Leppard was number one last year. Bon Jovi the year before that. Yeah. You know it. That's 
that's just kind of how it tends to fall. Like uh-huh. Journey was the first, I think, uh, the year before that. Yeah, and these are all bands that I'm not really thrilled with either. Right, yeah. they're your yeah. classic rock uh, filler bands, kind of. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so the but Doobie Brothers was at the was at the number Taking two slot. Two the streets. I mean, oh, I God. didn't know that was them until last week. Unfortunately, <laughs> I know all too, too well. much. Yes, uh, from your Doobie to brother. So the Doobie Brothers were number two. Mm-hmm. All of this shifted down after after one group climbed to the top. Is it because is it, number two? Would slot, you say the ants marched to the top until today? Number two slot had been at number one, and that was Pat Benatar. <gasps> but as of today, the new leader of the Rock Hall fan vote is the Dave Matthews. How dare you? Ew. And it's, also, it just feels like shade to Pat. You yeah, know, for sure, because like she's holding strong at the top. I I love Pat Benatar, and I yeah. think she's a huge snub, and I think she's fucking rock and roll, and I love her. And uh, I am. That's really a diss to my girl. <laughs> yeah, so Dave Matthews has mobilized the troops here uh-huh. to get them to take over the fan vote. Wow. Uh, every Does year. It, now, let me ask you, yeah, is this intentional? Are they mobilizing them? Does What's Dave's Twitter presence like? Do, do they care? I, has I, there yeah, been any, I, I any think that's chatter? It. I mean, they're mobilizing. They're, they're online and saying... They are online saying, get I mean out there. That's what I mean by actively... I just was wondering if there was like, you know, a fan leader who was like, we have to do it for Dave. Or there if Dave was like, well. get out there and do it. That's not how he I talks. I don't know. <laughs> well, he's South African, so I was like trying right. to anyway. figure out a way to do it, and it didn't go well. Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I think their fans are so rabid that they are just like, we have to do this for Dave. Gotta but, do it for Dave, But dude. also they are letting the fans know where to go. The uh, leader of the fan vote every year is always inducted. Now, is that oh is that a coincidence? Is that uh, is there some sort of correlation? Could this be the How first year where that's not true? How long has there been a fan vote? Since 2012. Okay. This, I think this could be the first year. If Dave keeps the top slot, this could be the first year where that uh, correlation breaks. I just don't see it happening. I don't see people who have a ballot voting for... Dave. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I I don't think any of my, you know, friends who I mean, are I'm voting voted Pat. for Dave Matthews. But you know, they're they're definitely definitely serious rock critics of um some sort of stripe or another um to well, this day. So you you were a rock journalist yes. at one point. For uh, twenty let's, years. Let's talk about how uh you go from being a rock journalist to co authoring Lemmy's uh, autobiography. <laughs> oh man, that was such a fun story. Okay, so basically, I, I've been a Motorhead fan for ever. My favorite Young Ones show is the one where Motorhead is on it. You know, mm-hmm. just like I just, I just love Motorhead. And uh, the first time I actually got to see them live was the Orgasmatron tour in 1986. And I had my camera and took photos because I was I started off as a photo journalist for rock music. Okay. And so yeah, I still have photos from that show. And uh, I bet you have a incredible collection. Yeah, I do have a pretty photos. nifty collection of, of photos from like you know, from like 1985 through about 1987, 88. Uh-huh. You know when I finally like you know, didn't have time to do photography. Put anymore down the camera and picked up the, the pen. Well, p- you know, p- p- pick it up at the time the word processor. Ah, that's what pick up know. the processor. Yeah, the computer came a couple of years later. But anyway, so I was a huge Motorhead fan, and um, at the time I was just starting to write for a new magazine um, that covered mostly hard rock called Rip. 
Hell yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah, rip, rip, shit. yeah. Yeah, Rip magazine. Rip is now probably some sort of like no. surf or skate lifestyle magazine. No, and unfortunately went under. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rip. But yeah. Um, anyway, in 1989, I got dibs on the Motorhead story. Perfect. I was so excited. I went to interview Motorhead, and obviously, I'm a fangirl. <laughs> you know? yeah. I was like all excited to be interviewing um, interviewing Motorhead. And so the band was there, and uh, you know, Lemmy was there, and their manager was there. And they saw my enthusiasm, and they basically adopted me. <laughs> uh, and they had me writing bios for them uh-huh. um, for the next uh, several albums. Oh, that's great. So yeah, then you, like, you, you know, so, yeah, developed was, a relationship I with the band. I developed a relationship and... with the band. And uh, the hard rock industry and metal industry for many years had a conference annually called Foundations Forum. This is how I actually got the gig to do the uh, autobiography. And so every year they would have it. It was at uh, some like airport hotel Wait, in Burbank. Wait, I'm sorry. This was the Foundations Forum, Forum. was what kind of It was thing? a heavy metal hard rock conference. I just. Music conference. It really sounds like a Christian. Yeah, Foundations Like Foundations Forum. Forum. Yeah. It sounds like where all the evangelicals get together and are like, how are we going to lobby no, to as, as a matter know, of get fact, prayer they, in school? The, the, the very <laughs> the very first Foundations Forum in 1988, I was actually on a panel, um, and the panel was an anti-censorship panel. Yeah, yeah it was like, all anti-Tipper Gore and everything. It was oh, pretty sure. hilarious. Well, that Foundations Forum, too, it also, it's like, it's a really cool way to hide it in plain sight. If you just see, oh, the Foundations Forum is coming to this... Uh, yeah, to this yeah. venue. You're not, like, going to go protest if you are, you know, yeah. focus that, on that the family on the or level. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, just like, well, except that, like, you know, the... The uh, the conference is going on, and all you hear for, uh, coming out of this uh, big hotel for like you know three days is all this huge, loud, heavy metal music. But anyway, so all the all the people, the marketing, publicity, journalists, bands, everybody like you know, working in the hard rock genre was always there, mm-hmm. you know. And I was more often than not on a panel of some sort, and. Uh, so anyhow, lunchtime, you know, the hotel restaurant. I was talking to the uh, publicist from Sony that I worked with a lot. And uh, I don't know what got into my head at that particular place and time, but I was telling her emphatically, I was like, how come Lemmy hasn't done his autobiography yet? He really should do it, blah, blah, blah. And of course he needs a collaborator and I should be the one that can do it. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that can do this. And, and she said... Oh well, Todd's having lunch in uh, in the restaurant right now. Why don't you go talk to him about it? I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And Todd, just like is that, the manager? Todd's the manager, yeah, Todd Singerman. And so yeah, I go tromping into the uh, restaurant. I see Todd, and he's like, hey, and he waves me over. I sit down, and I just gave him my pitch. I was like, yeah, how come Lemmy hasn't done his autobiography yet? And uh, I should do it. And he's like, okay, let me get it. Let me call Lemmy, and I'll you know set something up with you two and see how it clicks. And I actually, and if I may ask, had you had any drinks at no. this point? Okay, so it wasn't. She was no, just I was leaning com- in. I was you, com- she just, she, she yeah. was just, just like. Just curious if there was liquid courage involved. No, no liquid courage, just... no, no, no substance courage, no nothing. I was actually, I was just, you know, it was she 1994 was... and I was like ready to go, you yeah. know? She was um, leaning in. She yeah, was, was Yas Queen. She was doing it. Yeah. All she before was, it was cool. She, she yeah. was stepping into her power and she didn't yeah, even I, know it yet. Yeah. Incredible. It's amazing. I just did. Yeah, I just I sat down with Todd. And, I also yeah. love that you're like, and I'm the one who should, I, I'm the one who should do it. I'm the only one who could do it. Yeah. And I'm it like, turned yeah. out that I was the only one that could do it because people had tried before, but they've just 
uh, nobody actually followed through. They would do a little bit. They would like, you mm -hmm. know, do an outline or they would talk to him a few times. I was actually motivated to get it done. And it was actually fairly difficult because Lemmy was a very busy guy, especially during that period of time, because when he wasn't making a record, he was off touring. And when he wasn't doing either of them, he was just trying to get a you know, few weeks to relax. And uh, just I had to get scheduled in there between his evenings of speed and women, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. no, he lived it's, a rock and roll lifestyle. It's also a classic yeah. story of like, oh, the journalist is back. You're like, knock, knock. Remember, we said we were going to sit down and talk about your biography. Yeah. You know? Put away the fun. Yeah. yeah. I have but my yeah, tape recorder. I mean, I mean, sometimes we would set, sometimes we would set up time to talk and usually it was around noon or something after a night of debauchery for him and mm -hmm. uh, probably not anything. E eager near, anticipation for you. <laughs> for me, yeah, yeah, nothing as near as exciting. But uh, so sometimes I would actually, he'd go call me like around noon and I would call him, wouldn't answer the phone because he was still the girl was still over or whatever whatever girl yeah, you know right or like any number of things that could yeah, have been, any number of imagine. things yeah and so you know it didn't even always work out even we had set things up you know how long but, did it take for you guys to it make actually it took about five years overall. oh damn. so it was like a, you know so yeah you actually yeah. it was it was an investment and it was just like you know, i had to fit it in between his you know life you yeah know? and not that i had as much of a life as he did but, but it just had I had to fit it in yeah, I had to, I had you to, had a life. Yeah, I had just because you're not on tour. And yeah. yeah, I was more available when you consider the fact that I was in town and I was basically working freelance, so I could, for the yeah. most part, and I could call my own hours. So it was five years with off and on, off with, and on with Lemmy. Yeah, it's just writing like, his autobiography. Yeah, we did like a total of I think something like 37 interviews. I still have all the cassettes. Incredible. Yeah. And uh, and transcriptions of all the cassettes, and that was back when you had to do it all by hand. It wasn't like you know you could just punch something in, you know, and, and like to Temi or whatever, and they would They'll just like automate it and give something approximating what you said. No, the, and, yeah, this yeah. is this is down and dirty. Yeah, down typing, and dirty every typing. word. Yeah, I, I still I look back on those days. And I just can't believe I did that. It was like the most tedious thing in the world. Lemmy was difficult too. Because he's so, so hard. <laughs> no, no, I mean it was. He was really hard to understand. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just like even even if they had had Temi yeah. and all that, you know, all that back in those days, a lot of it would still have had to be done by hand because it was, it was just so hard to understand. It's a thick it just Temi, Temi would have just totally messed up everything. Now, yeah. for me, a person who knows nothing knows literally nothing about Motorhead. I know they are a rock and roll band. Uh -huh. I have seen, I know that Lemmy is the lead singer uh -huh. now. And yes. I, I was vaguely aware of that. I have definitely seen their logo a lot. I think their song is the the Ace of Spades. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. That is well, the only the song that song. I could um, say off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. And that's probably only because I asked a question about it at one point in the last month or so. Right. Um, and probably forgot. So that, and then that so, that's really it. Yeah. I don't know a lot about uh, Motorhead. Well, and I also certainly, when I when you said she wrote the book, she co-wrote the book, White Lines, I was like, are we doing a Grandmaster Flash? It's White Lines. Like, oh, they're in, aren't they? Everybody yeah. knows Ace of Spades. And actually, at the time that I interviewed Lemmy and when the band was still, like, you know, really vital and active and all that, it just... 
it kind of graded him that all anybody knew was Ace of Spades, especially since the lineup that he had at that time that had been established for many years at that point wasn't the lineup that recorded Ace of Spades. Yeah. I mean, eventually, I think he sort of became a little bit more resigned and okay with Ace of Spades being the signature song, but and I think I think every artist that has like that yeah that the hit one probably, breakout yeah go yeah kind of goes through that yeah. point where they just hate the breakout song and uh, finally they just accept it yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh, I'm curious so tell me anything about Motor yeah so why don't we here's what we'll do uh, so Janice I have a list of categories that I think if a band does well in these categories, they have a good case for induction into the Rock Hall. We're going to take a break right now, and then when we come back, we'll go through these categories and see how Motorhead stacks up. Nice. So we will be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break... That you decided to just keep rolling on through. Yeah, maybe you thought... I'm uh, tired, or I don't want to do this anymore. But if you knew it was the thing you had to do, we hope you kept Rolling going. on through. All right. So, Motorhead became eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the 2003 ceremony. Uh-huh. So, they have, uh, they're have a 17-year snub just from the ballot. This is the first time Motorhead... Is this their first First time Motorhead's been on okay. the ballot for the Rock yeah. and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, no connections to the hall that I know of. I don't think any of those guys have ever shown up to an induction ceremony. That would seem very unmotorhead-like to me. And it, just as a, a primer for Kristen and anybody who's yes. listening, if, if we could summarize, and Janice, this is, I mean, you're more than qualified to do this. If we could quickly summarize what motorhead is like what you know, they're, okay. they're they're english yeah oh they're english yes okay, oh yeah see. and so that's part of the part <laughs> of why janice of... was saying it's it's sometimes difficult to understand what lemmy's saying because he has a pretty thick accent he has a thick accent and he has a gra- he has a gravelly voice too yeah he has and the and... rasp that rasp that lemmy has yeah. is the signature sound vocally yeah. for that band and he lived hard too so oh my on god! On top of all that, yeah, yeah. The 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 rock and roll lifestyle maybe is not personified by anyone better than Lemmy. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Yeah, like that is that is Lemmy, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. The Lemmy, the drink, which was kind of coined unofficially, but then kind of officially after his death. Yeah. Is Jack and Coke? Jack and Coke is. Although he did help, usually like um when I sometimes he'd offer me something to drink and uh, I didn't really indulge usually mm-hmm. but i did ha- he had wild turkey at one point wild okay. turkey yeah now i think i, I did have some of that is uh lemmy short for lemon then was his full name lemon he, hey, his full name was his not name isn't his name isn't <laughs> lemon his name was not lemon okay yeah, no no his 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 full name was ian ian fraser fraser kilmister kilmister yeah. yeah i mean there were reports that he would drink a bottle of whiskey every day yeah where in england are they from did they start as, are they one of those Def Leppard, you know, we were 15 and we either went to no. the mines or we started a rock band? No, what of. happened was he was just a rocker around like, you know, London and stuff and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, roading for uh, Jimi Hendrix and he wound up in a, a space rock space, band space called rock Hawkwind. Hawkwind, yeah. What? Actually, actually Hawkwind, um, he loved Hawkwind. He totally loved Hawkwind. It was like, it, it, he 
so enjoyed being in that band. We spent more time talking about Hawkwind than, than just about anything else when I interviewed him. I love that. For, for, a period, for, for like, you know, it, it took several interviews to get through his Hawkwind days. I love that so because also Hawkwind is a, is a great and silly band name. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah. and you said it's a space rock band. Space mm-hmm. rock, yeah. You and know, it's basically it's kind of psychedelic, funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, psychedelic. I mean, the band was totally like, you know, on psychedelics. Lemmy claims that they didn't like him because he was a speed freak and everybody else was on psychedelics. And he's so, like, I got to start Motorhead. Yeah. Well, they, well, ca- I mean, no, they kicked him out. Not, they kicked him out. Oh. Yeah. It he, was like he it, says he would have stayed in that band as was, long as they would have had him. Yeah. He he would have definitely. And uh, so that's basically how the band came to be was that he uh, he got kicked out. He of got space kicked out of spa- Nighthawk. Windhawk. No, he got he got he got kicked out of Hawk Wind. A space rock a space rock band. Space rock. Out of a space, he got kicked out of a space rock band called Hawkwind. Hawkwind. Yeah, just shortly after that, he started Motorhead, and which um, was named after a Hawkwind song whoa. that he wrote called Hawkwind. Wait, so he's like, he's like, fine, I'm taking the best name of a song that I wrote. Yeah, and I'm, I'm making make a band a, out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, after after a few false starts, he wound up with the, uh, um, you know, with the cla- what they what people consider the classic lineup, which did Ace of Spades, which was Filthy on drums and Fast Eddie on guitar, and was a trio. Hell yeah, yeah. Filthy yeah. Animal, Lenny, Phil, Phil Taylor, Taylor, and, Phil Taylor and uh, Fast, Fast Eddie, Eddie Clark, Clark yeah. on guitar, and on that guitar. was the classic lineup. Yeah. And what year and is the, this? Uh, it was this like mid a, to late seventies. Um, Ace of Spades came out, I believe, nineteen eighty. Yeah, Ace of Spades was eighty. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, the first was it, album the was first 77. Was 70, 77? The self-titled, yeah. 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 I bet I've heard a lot of more. You saying that makes me believe that I'm yeah. sure my dad probably played a lot of Motorhead when I was very young mm-hmm. growing up. My dad was a big hard rock guy. And uh, that sounds that just sounds like something that would totally have been playing yeah. in my home. Uh, well, why don't we go? Why don't we start going through these categories? Okay. Uh, the first one is critical acclaim. Now, I think... Critics, and you can speak from a journalist perspective, uh-huh. uh, critics at large have not over the years been particularly kind to hard rock uh-huh. or what is considered heavy metal. Yeah. Uh, but I think in a revisionist way, critics have come around on bands like Motorhead. Yeah, but like Motorhead, like Judas Priest. You yeah. Know? yeah. But I think maybe at the time... Not so much. Like, I wouldn't ever call them a critical darling. Yeah. They're more of a people's band. Yeah. If you had to pick one or the other. Yeah, Motorhead was one of those bands, um, basically, that although they sort of existed in the uh, heavy metal genre, they had a fan base that sort of, it wasn't like fans that were going to go on to the next big band or whatever. They had faithful following. And the people that loved them tended to be people that were more musos than not. Could you, know, you define that? Basically hard rock and metal music nerds. Okay. Muso yeah. sounds it's like such a, an Australian term. It, it's actually a clockwork orange term. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, because Yeah, man, if you remember th- for the milk bar, you know. All right. Oh, okay. see, because in Australia, they like to shorten everything like that. They'll be like, 
Yeah, she's one of those vegos. Like when I was vegetarian, <laughs> I'm oh. a vegetarian. I'd be in Australia, and they're like, "Yeah, oh, we got a vego." Oh, now I'm <laughs> doing the bad job with it. Yeah. No, but I vego, thought it was, I thought it was avo, on point. Noi, yeah. miso. Um, so I, I would say the critical acclaim is a little more on a revisionist. And one, one of the ways yeah. that we can uh, determine if critics at large like a band mm-hmm. is to see if they are on the Rolling Stone list of the 500 greatest albums. Uh-huh. Oh, so what's their album stuff? So happening? I'll give you kind of a rundown of Motorhead's albums. And this ties into the next category, which is and classic they have that albums. song written about them. Motorhead. I'm strangle you what? <laughs> uh, so they have their debut motorhead which is uh, it wasn't really until the next album overkill where people Over- say that's where yeah. the sound clicked and that's where yeah. they kind of became that's when they became motorhead, motorhead yeah. and then there's a bomber which is in a sense a bridge to the album ace of spades yeah. which is if you're going to pick one album to be the definitive Motorhead album it's going to be Ace of Spades and then Iron Fist is also of that classic era an album that people like and then they went through a few lineup changes but I would say if you have to pick a what is Motorhead's classic album do they have a classic album it would be Ace of Spades it would definitely be Ace of Spades do you guys think that Motorhead has an album on the list of 500 greatest albums from Rolling Stone if Ace of Spades isn't on there, I'd be really surprised. Okay. I do not think that they do. And I think if they do, it's Ace of Spades, and I think it's in 490s. Okay. So, they are not on the list. Really? Yeah. And the, re- the reason yeah, is... I, I hate to say it, but I'm very good at that. It's Rolling Stone. You it's know, Rolling Stone. If you think about the type of uh, critics that Rolling Stone tends to employ and just generally yeah. what Rolling Stone tends to go for, it's not this type of music. So Ace of Spades is not on there, but I do think that that is, by any measurement, a classic album. Yeah. Especially as the years progress and critics at large tend to be more open to harder Shit. Now, are these are they N W O B H M or whatever the um, yes. new wave of British heavy metal? Yes, yeah. very good. Yes, uh, did I do it right? Yes, that was great. Yes, uh, they are considered to be in that group, but they don't like that they're. Yeah, it's just it's like they're lumped into it, but they're not really. I mean, if you look at the other bands in the new wave of British heavy metal, which. It's Def yeah, Leppard, Iron Maiden, Def- Saxon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and and Mo- Motorhead's way more rock and roll than any of those other bands. But I think it's it's it was easy for people to look at a timeline and a uh, g- geography and uh-huh. then put them lump them all together. Yeah. So they are often considered to be part of that, despite yeah. their protests. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next category, which is iconic, recognizable songs. Now. There's if we're talking about what just the average person would know from Motorhead, it's Ace of Spades. Yeah, yeah, even you know, even, even Kristen, even Kristen, knows. even Kristen knows Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades.
this is the category that I think is the toughest for Motorhead uh-huh. because it's Ace of Spades, like far and away. And then, unless you're a Motorhead fan or a metal fan or someone who is more adventurous and curious with your music listening, yeah. you are not going to come across another Motorhead song. Yeah, probably. And also, where are you? Where do you come across Ace of Spades? Does that get played anywhere? Why, why do I know it? It was it I mean, used in Iron Man or something as like the extra not ACDC song. <laughs> You know, no, I mean, like Ace of Spades will pop up in TV shows and movies. Uh-huh. It's just it has that kind of iconic status that if it's it not, kind of is like this kicks ass, and then yeah. the Ace of Spades starts. Playing. I mean, there's there's like, some like old Conan sketch where they're trying to evoke a killer, fast paced, balls out song, and that's what they play. I think that's the go to if you were trying to signify this is a fucking hard rock moment. This is a metal moment. Mm-hmm. You play Ace of Spades. Yeah. That's like the number one choice. Yeah. The other thing is a lot, especially from that era, that classic era of the, the three of them, Filthy, Fast Eddie, and Lemmy, yeah. a lot of the songs sound the same. Oh, yeah. It's almost like we found a formula that works, and then we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it worked for the Ramones. Yeah, we're, we did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It works for a lot of great yeah, bands. a lot of bands. Yeah. Uh, but that kind of fast-paced... Uh, and the way Lemmy plays the bass is also uh, yeah. signature. Which yeah. He almost plays it like a guitar. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he doesn't like, slap it. He he's he like, almost he's uses, like, uses like chords. Yeah. And then just like... That's most Motorhead songs. Yeah. That's where you're going to... That's the sound you're going to hear. A chugging bass line? I would say that's that's accurate. Yes. It chugs. Janice, what would you, uh, as someone who knows the catalog well, if you had to pick some additional songs that you think are worth mentioning outside of Ace of Spades? Actually, my favorite Motorhead song is off of 1916. I'm so bad, baby. I don't care. I think maybe if we're talking about songs that the general public might know, Overkill might be in the two slot. They're just like a hard rock band. That yeah. does not sound like metal to me at all. That just yeah. sounds like a... And they associated more with the punk movement. Yeah, yeah well, and the, the drums are very punk. Like yeah. the punk super drums. Fast. Super yeah. fast. Yeah. Speed. But they probably get lumped into metal because a lot of the bands that they influenced were extremely metal. Yeah, like uh, Metallica. Like Metallica, yeah. for example. Yeah. yeah. Any other song that you would pinpoint as one worth listening to if you had to pick like the definitive Motorhead songs? Oh, man, because that's the whole thing with Motorhead is there's a similarity to so much of their music, that, uh, mm-hmm. which is actually one of the cool things about them is you know what you're getting and uh, they give it to you and it all kind of goes in 
together. So. Yeah. They know what they you know, do, and they, they do, do what they and they, they, and they do they, it. They do it. And they well. do what they know. They do it well. Yeah. There you go. I think that's what you meant. Yeah, well. totally. Yeah. Not Absolutely. they know what they do, and they do what they do. Is that what you said? <laughs> they know what they, they do, do, and they, they do, do what they do know. Yeah, I mean, it, I have my own like you know personal favorites, and I do love the title track of 1916 because it's so atypical of Motorhead, but it is so typical of something Lemmy would do. A thirst for the hum. We were food for the gun, and that's what you are. You know, the three things let me was ridiculously fascinated with it was world war ii nazi germany world war I, world world war world, world war one and the titanic okay yeah those were his three things that he i mean you could ask him anything about any of those and he would have the answer right there for you Okay, yeah. I I you just, hear Nazi. I hear Nazi down. Germany, and I oh, get he, nervous. He, col- he collected the memorabilia, and it just like and people used to get on his back about it. Yeah, and, and his whole thing is like, look, I collect it. I know about it because I want to remember it. You don't. He's like, he, I don't want. I don't trying to glorify it. No, he it, wanted to like. He, you know, he wasn't he giving it a salute or anything. No, he didn't. Okay. He he wanted. He didn't want people to forget about it. He would be so horrified and disgusted by people like trying to deny the Holocaust and stuff like oh, that. I'm sure. I mean, he, because, you know, he knows all about, or he knew all about that stuff. And it just, uh, he knew all about the horrors of Nazi Germany because he really delved deep into it. Mm-hmm. And um, any denial of any of those events um, would just really really disgust him has there been i know that there was what was it slayer slayer you had a lot of nazi they had a lot of nazi i can that's where i learned the phrase n-w-o-b-h-m as well Uh, a shout out to our slayer episode which is funny because they're from los angeles right exactly (laughs) but they're they're not the new wave they're the thrash metal whatever the next thing yeah Yeah, the the next thing i just i learned a lot about um this this area but just thinking about that but does motorhead does their fandom at all kind of like Nazi sympathizing yeah. sex of uh, Motorhead fans? Yeah, I don't no. think so. I know. Okay. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, let okay. me. Didn't I mean, have I hope not. I, I'm thing. just curious. I, I'm, yeah. I, not I, in any it's significant not a way. Corner no, of the no. He that just I, like well. yeah. He he wouldn't have like that's not his. That. Uh, yeah. That's int- I mean, I, I think it's very interesting. Also, it's very interesting that he's a rocker who's obsessed with tragic past events, you know, <laughs> yeah, like right. with yeah. tragic history, history. Uh, yeah. the sinking of the Titanic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next category is commercial success. Now, this was another band that we like we've talked about before that was much more successful in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Did they tour forever? Did they continue to tour yeah, forever? Yes. Toured they, they toured pretty much until he died. How old was he when he died? 70. 70. Damn. Right. And this is, a, this is a hard... And he's born in 1945. Okay. Also, yeah. this kind of like historical obsession is making a little more sense, too. Mm-hmm. Um, born the year the war ended. Born the year the <laughs> yeah, war ended. Well, yeah. His, his, like his, his um, father was a chaplain in the... Uh, was it RAF or something like that? Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, he actually left left Lemmy's mother shortly after Lemmy was born. And Lemmy always thought he was kind of a jerk, you know? I I subscribe yeah i, I uh, co-signed that um, jerky move 
Yeah. Uh, so he was 70, though, and this is yeah. a hard drinking speed freak. I mean, he yeah. lived longer than I think anybody anticipated. Yeah, including him. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, the last few years, he started getting sick. He got diabetic and stuff. God, to Diet just, Coke. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Towards the end, he was diagnosed with some sort of cancer, and he died literally within days. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, in fact, he, somebody was, I forget who, um, but somebody was actually visiting him when he died. Yeah, they were like sitting there talking to him and all of a sudden he just, Lemmy was in bed and he just sort of closed his eyes and he was was gone. That's kind of... I mean, if a way, a way, a way to, to go, go. Out. you don't a, have to it, suffer for a, a super yeah, long time, and, yeah. but you know it's coming too, so it's also not an utter and, surprise. You yeah, know, yeah. like people can say goodbye. Seventy is not a terribly that young is a long age, life, especially for, for a, a rock life. star. I'm, so anyway, Kirsch, anyway, commercial success in America, not so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they had an album. It wasn't until the the record industry itself started the tank that they're. Right. Uh, Albums started to chart a little bit better. I think Aftershock, which is 2013, mm-hmm. went to number yeah. 22. Yeah. But I think that's because it sold 11,000 units. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's know, a completely ridiculous. different thing. Whereas yeah. Ace of Spades didn't even chart in I'm America. I'm trying to think yeah. too. I know that British heavy metal exists. I know it is a, a whole genre, etc. obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about where does it get played in the UK? Like what? So like Ace of Spades was a hit. Yeah. You know, it it went to number 15 on the charts in the UK. So like, I guess Mm. those types of songs maybe weren't played as much, but they were still getting played on the radio. I mean, like Wham! is in its infancy at this point. And then like Aces, I'm just, I'm trying right. to like put it together. what's yeah. happening to what's in happening. British music yeah, at this moment. Yeah, British music and kind of, you know, imagining, I guess it's a lot of teens, just like cool, hard rocking teens yeah. getting out there and playing cassettes and records. And there's still remnants of the punk movement yeah. in, in the UK. So, you totally. Know, got, got a lot of safety pins and noses and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and like, and, and Lemmy knew a lot of people in that crowd. I mean, like, you know, he, he knew Sid, you know, mm-hmm. Vicious, you know he actually uh, he knew uh, he, he knew Chrissy Hind. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I love her. Yeah, me too. Uh, and do you know who the Plasmatics are? No. Oh, he loved. Yeah, they, he recorded yeah. with the Plasmatics. Yeah, he recorded. Who with, are the Plasmatics? They're like oh. a super wild, yeah. almost like extremely like vulgar female-fronted punk band. Yeah, Wendy. Oh. Uh, she, yeah, she had a chainsaw and stuff, and it, they yeah. were yeah, they were insane. And then uh, he, I think he, did he sit in with the Damned? I think he, he has some connection to the the punk yeah, group, the Damned. Yeah, God, it's been so long. I mean, it's it's in the book. What can yeah, I say? Get, yeah. get White Line it's Fever. It's in the book. Yeah, yeah he, get White Line Fever. He, he played uh, with the Damned for a handful of gigs. Yeah. Oh, question. Why, what, what White Line Fever? What, is it just, White is that cocaine? What, yeah. Is that I mean, a, it's speed. Okay, great. Speed. Okay, yeah. great. I'm right. just making sure that I'm not, and, and, you know. Huge dork. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the fact that they were always on the road, you know, so, yeah. You gotta, you gotta stay up. Yeah. Uh, next. Yeah, but it's like a white lines on the highway, white uh-huh. lines, white lines on the highway, yeah. white lines, <laughs> white lines on the table, yeah. uh, white lines on the bathroom counter. Next category is longevity. Now, uh, the kind of classic. I lineup. mean, well, we already see Lemmy longevity yeah, 70 I mean, pretty good for well, the, the, <laughs> the classic lineup. Um, actually, only lasted until what 1984. 80. 
82. 82? Yeah, yeah, so it was like maybe 77 to 82. Yeah, because then they had Brian Robertson in the band. Mm-hmm. From Thin Lizzy. But yeah, that was for a little bit until then, like, you pick up Phil Campbell and, Phil Cam- and, and, and Wurzel. And Wurzel. Yeah, and that, Wurzel that, is a last name? A nickname. Yeah, Wurzel. And then Phil, Cam- Phil Campbell's nickname is Wizzo. Wizzo. So Wurzel and Wizzo. Yeah. Pick up Wizzo but and yeah, Wurzel. So like, actually, Phil, Phil Campbell um, was probably the longest lasting member because um, he stayed through the whole... You know, um, once he got in the band, he stayed through all the the subsequent iterations. Um, uh, up until Lemmy's up, death. Up until Lemmy's death, because uh, the drummer um, Filthy he left, then he came back for a little while, and then he left again. And, and Filthy was maybe wilder than Lemmy. He was, and his name was Phil originally, yeah. and that yeah. makes Phil sense. Taylor. That tracks. Everything else, I am lost on. <laughs> yeah. Like Ian Wurzel to and Lemmy, and... Wurzel and Wizzo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in terms of longevity, like that kind of classic period was, you know, maybe five years or so. But you do have to give credit to the fact that they were a vital touring band for a long time after yeah. that. And they, they yeah. continued to tour and be a electric live act until Lemmy's death. Yeah. And I think there, yeah. there's something to that. Now, if we're talking about the records itself, it, it is that kind of period, probably from Overkill to Iron Fist. Yeah. That is the peak era. Yeah. Uh, and then next category is Innovation Influence, which I think is a huge category for Motorhead. Yeah. Like we said actually. a lot of... It's their time to shine. A yeah. lot of metal bands like Metallica. Yeah. Or even, you know, if you think about the type of rock and roll that is like kind of down and dirty yeah I mean, pretty, go- pretty much every band in that genre size motorhead as an influence period mm-hmm. you know that's all there is to it i mean guns and roses you that's know? exactly yeah. what yeah. i was getting to when i said yeah. down and dirty i mean that's you think of the kind of template for yeah. guns and roses it's new york dolls and motorhead yeah yeah and are the dolls in no, no they're not they've been nominated once but they should also be in yes they should but I think if I could think of like the categories within their influence, it's like volume, <laughs> speed. They just they turned everything up a little bit, uh-huh. you know, kind of across the board. They bridged from punk to metal. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that they they were able to kind of do both while influencing both. Yeah, keeping a foot in both worlds. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it's it's the attitude, you know, it's just the whole take no prisoners attitude of of um, their onstage persona and their music and all that. That played a really big part in being as influential because it it just when you go all out on something, really go all out and you just you just do it like the way that Motorhead did it. It just you look up to that. That's like something that's really exciting and vital and it's rock and roll it's rock and roll and and yeah and it it just you know a lot of a lot of the rock bands i saw in the 80s it just they were not balls out it just Mm -hmm. you know they looked up to bands like motorhead maybe but they were not willing to go that extra mile that really put them over the top were their live shows wild what was was it just kind of just madness mayhem a pit what do we got going on here i mean i don't think it I was, was looking like at joe and i shouldn't have you been. should look at janice yeah uh, janice yeah, yeah it was their live shows are oh, they wild it, it trampled? Like, um actually when i saw them on the orgasmatron tour which was the first time i saw them um yeah there was a big pit you know, but yeah, it was a Santa Monica Civic, 1986, and but I, I, I stayed on the periphery. I mean, I, I went up, got got up to the front of the stage for the three songs or whatever that you do when you're a photographer, mm-hmm. and after that, I sort of hung back because it was just insane. It's just all sorts of stuff, and it just like, and just 
band was just on fire and Lemmy always had the mic stand above, above him, him. yeah and he down. would yeah uh, it was on on the mic stand and the the microphone was hanging down and he'd like he was, and he'd just be rocking you know it's just so it he'd insane. be like rocking up to, into like the a heavens. little <laughs> into a little like yeah. hamster feeder microphone yeah kind of that's way. one way like, to think of it yeah and phil campbell and wurzel were just like yeah just shredding shredding yeah it was just it was just such an exciting show you know that sounds cool yeah i, I mean i like excitement me yeah. i don't it was, sound like it in this moment but i swear to you guys <laughs> i enjoy it when someone shreds i'm like hell yeah yeah, yeah. Well, it, was, it was such an awesome energy and uh yeah it, it, <laughs> i don't know just uh, I, a, a friend of mine a, a fellow critic friend of mine named bruce stuff actually um he actually reviewed the show i think for music connection but uh his whole uh, his review started off with something effective like a, and he swore that they did it on purpose that um, there were certain bass notes that Lemmy hit that made people in the audience basically orgasmatron no, okay, no, no not no not, oh. not orga- no not orgasm actually um, let loose um, oh yeah. Diarrheatron, <laughs> but yeah, not 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 that loose. Because his review said something effective. Every time they hit this one note, I swear to God, the guy in front of me like would let yeah would let out a big fart. You know, gas or or gasmatron. Gas- there it is. Yeah, we found or it. Gasmatron. Yes. Good anyway. I mean, I get that. I've had the wind knocked out of me by some by a speaker <laughs> yeah. before. You know what I mean? Yeah. The wind. But yeah, just yeah, yeah. So it just yeah. There's apparently a base base note in there that Bruce claimed would knock the wind out of My like uh, some some people in the audience <laughs> i love that yeah. i love that as an entree into a review as well yeah I, I love Bruce. He was one of my favorite writers um, when I was senior editor at, at uh, Rip Magazine. Rip, yeah, he was a Rip All Star. Yeah, he was. He was one of the Rip All Stars. Him, Mike Gitter, Stefan Tarazzi. Uh-huh. They were like uh, really like my favorite writers to like edit because I would just get their stuff and it would just be so fun to read. Yeah. Uh. yeah. We love it. We love fun writing here. Yeah. Truly. At the pod. Uh, all right, last category, and I think this is sometimes the most important category. Oh, yeah. Does my oh, mom know who they are? Because you look at who gets inducted, and it tends to be artists that have saturated the culture so much that even my mom would know who they are. Well, see, that yeah, I, 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 I can't answer that because obviously, you know... Published work yeah, of yours work has of to do with the yeah. band. Yeah. Right? yeah. Everyone in your family knows I'm who they are. I'm texting my mother right now because I didn't know who we were talking about. Right. Um, uh, oh, oh, she's texting me back. She's okay, texting great. me back. So my mom, I asked her, she said, don't know Motorhead. My Which mom, I was a little surprised just because I think even if you just know the name and like the logo... Yeah. My mom says yes, but not well. Okay. She was married to my hard-rocking dad, though, yes. and that really makes sense to me. For sure. Like, well, because yeah. the other thing is, Motorhead does not get played on the radio. Yeah. So if like that's all your music knowledge is, it's it's not going to come across. I think the first time I heard about Motorhead was the movie Airheads, uh-huh. uh, because oh wow, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some moment where they're like, "Who's more important, Lemmy or God?" guy tries to go like Lemmy like no way man Lemmy is God and yeah, I had see that question. was a trick question yeah, trick question. yeah. and then <laughs> as a kid watching Airheads I had to go 
Who's Lemmy? What I, I really like is that so much of your this is like comedy adjacent. I had no uh-huh. idea that Motorhead yeah. were so comedy, like the Conan sketch, and now this yeah, movie, right, right, right. You no. know, uh, yeah, Motorhead is cool to comedy kids. I guess so. Yeah. All right, I think it's time for a verdict. Should Motorhead be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Will they get inducted? If so, when and will it be this year? We'll start with Kristen. Okay. It's really hard because they don't do well in almost any category other than influence. But influence is a very important category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you and maybe un- give it up for them on longevity. Yeah. Oh, especially Lemmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it w- maybe they were releasing new music in as far as longevity is concerned. But like the heyday of their career, longevity wise, yeah. had passed. Wow. I'm really. I'm <laughs> You've learned a lot from the beginning of this podcast so to now. Much. Look it's at you. Wild. You're an expert. But. And so I feel like, and not that these are the official categories, but just thinking of them. This is a way to try to lay it all out there. It's, I think, because all of these important bands would cite them as an influence. I do believe they should, but I do think the fame part is really against them. Their name and their iconography are known more than any of their songs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. outside of Spades. Outside of Ace of Spades, maybe, and honestly, maybe Mm -hmm. in the U.S. Maybe so. Yes, I think they. I do think they should get in. Will they get in this year? I don't think so. Uh, but maybe I don't fucking know, man. There's so many hard rock bands this year that I feel like it's gonna split the vote, and we're gonna end up with Dave Matthews Band taking the whole thing. <laughs> like because nobody who's voting for any of these hard rock bands is also voting for Dave Matthews, and mm-hmm. yeah. so you're not splitting it that way so who the hell knows I, yeah I, ju- I don't know that it'll happen for them this year I think of the the harder bands but I think it could happen in the next f- I think it will happen in the next five to ten years okay. probably I would say it will happen in five years Interesting. that's my thoughts all right know? great yeah I don't know all right, Janice. You obviously think think they should be. Oh, inducted. of course I do. It is, it, the whole thing is like a you know my little section of the music world of people who are voting for the Rock Hall of Fame. They're either from my genre or they're sympathetic to my genre. Yeah. The people I know, you know, a lot of whom are probably voting for Motorhead. Uh, they're that little like segment, so I can't really speak for what the overall like you know yeah, Rock if you Hall think of they Fame will. segment. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the rest of them will or not. You know, to be really honest. Uh, well, you know, I tend to really like the underdog anyway. I was like, it took Cheap Trick way longer to get in the Rock Hall of Fame than I think they sh- than I yeah. think it should have taken. Agreed. I mean, I was I was frustrated for years about Cheap Trick, frustrated for years, and you know, it just I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happened to Motorhead. And you know, in the long run, it just to me, I mean, he's gone. You know, yeah, and they're they're he's gone. It just it, to me, it, it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. I would say I'd say they definitely should, yeah. and uh, I think they will. I don't think it's a it's a band that you can continue to ignore, especially given people like Dave Grohl are involved in the process yeah. and and Tom Morello and, and people who idolize that group. Yeah. I think so. I think it's going to happen. I think I think it'll be a little bit longer than five years. I think it'll probably be within ten, though. I think it'll probably happen. Now let's talk about and they've already said which band members will be included. They've actually revised this. Uh-huh. They Initia- add one of the fills back? Initially, when they said who would be inducted, it was classic lineup. It was Lemmy, it was Fast Eddie, it was Filthy. And, and they're all dead. Yeah. They revised the members, and they included Phil Campbell, and they included Mickey D. Yeah, which were, they were both in the band for, um, like, since 
think Mickey joined in like 1990, and then Ni- yeah, 1990, Phil, and, and Phil Campbell's from like the 80s. From the 80s, yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, um, yeah. Wurzel actually, Wurzel's dead too. He passed away. I think they should have included him as well because yeah. he joined at the same time as Phil Campbell, and maybe he, you know he left in 95. But I still think that's a long stretch of their yeah. career, and I yeah. think they should include Wurzel, but he's not in British part of it too. Yeah, it's just there's a lot. Yeah, but it's just like yeah, there aren't very many people left from. I mean, Phil Phil Campbell's alive, Mickey D's alive. And that's that's it. Um, yeah. Wurzel's dead. Um, Brian Robertson d- really doesn't count because he was only on. on no, a I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Then they you didn't know. include him, and he was yeah. basically meant to fill a gap. Yeah, you know, right. He was, he was there yeah, for a year exactly. and an album. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but pretty much, it's like the Ramones. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody in the Ramones is gone pretty much, except for you know one of the drummers so. or Marky. Yeah, Marky, I think Marky's yeah. the only one who's still who's still with us. Yeah. Um, but I think they I, they revised to put Phil Campbell and Mickey in. I think they should also include Wurzel. I yeah. Would, I would like to see that. I would like to see that too because I I really I I liked Wurzel quite a bit. He was a very nice guy and uh, an important part of that band. An important band. Yeah. And he never he really shouldn't have left. Now let's yeah. let's say they get inducted. Who inducts them? Who gives the speech uh, to induct them? I think the aforementioned Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, yes, absolutely. Because he's always given he's speeches. He's always given speeches. Oh, yes. And or he really one of, or loves Or like them. somebody from Metallica. Anyone from Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James or Lars or... Um, Kirk. Or, or Kirk. Yeah, but, but it's like yeah, James and Lars are sort of like the, the one yeah, that the, talk, the, the yeah. talky ones. I mean, yeah. Kirk... Kirk you know, we don't know Kirk, how Kirk, Kirk is, is like he's like yeah. he's your classic guitar player guitar players you know unless they're also the lead singers are not talkative types of people but Lars know. is not your typical drummer True. because no. he's very vocal yeah. you know and he's given speeches but he inducted Deep Purple yeah. uh, and he, his speech was actually quite good well yeah Lars is yeah Lars is a special Lars was actually uh, the uh, the head of the Motorhead fan club back in the day yeah he, yeah. I mean he he idolized them oh yeah. well then he could really he could do yeah. it but I mean like Dave Grohl is right up there yeah. you know in terms of yeah. fandom and yeah. then I don't think I know Slash is a huge fan fan yes I don't know that his relationship Slash with the hall though absolutely could not he yeah. doesn't I don't think he cares about the he hall he could barely do the acceptance his own speech, speech. Yeah. no he should not well Slash like I said Slash is a guitar player yeah. there you go yes. right. I you know lived with a guitar player for like 20 years so yeah. there you go basically any metal person any punk person I mean like there's a there's a I think a large group that you could pick from to uh, induct which once again speaks to the influence portion yeah absolutely yeah okay so there's there would be some sort of tribute performance mm-hmm. potentially with all the aforementioned people uh, playing together yeah what songs do they play it would probably be three songs maybe more I think Ace of Spades, obviously, they, uh-huh. there's no way they don't play that. Ace of Spades, Overkill. They'd probably play uh, Overkill. Yeah. And then, I mean... They'd probably play Motorhead just because... The song Motorhead. <laughs> to be really honest I could pick songs off of some of their subsequent albums like it would be perfectly fine but they wouldn't what def- what defines the band what's the most well, yeah yeah I mean t- since I'm not a rock and roll hall of fame watcher um, one thing I, what did they play for Cheap Trick they did what I would 
think you would expect. I want you to want me, mm-hmm. surrender, yeah. and dream police. And dream, so it was all def, It was all early Be- stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it makes sense that they would focus think on is- Motorhead and on their earlier material instead of something later. But yeah, the, from the, the classic era. And yeah. this is kind of the rub of Motorhead, where it's like you can think of fifteen people to induct them, but you can only think of two surefire songs that would get played. That's where it gets so a little. So it's like it's a messy. it's a very bizarre. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't fit the way yeah. you, a lot of the inductees or I mean it's the opposite of the Doobie Brothers yeah where you can think of a ton of Doobie Brothers songs that get played on the radio all the time but can you think of anybody who was influenced by the Doobie Brothers mm. not, really. not really we've got a reverse Doobie over <laughs> here got a, a, a Doobie <laughs> reversal a here booty. with Motorhead if Motorhead gets inducted would you go to the ceremony no <laughs> well, uh, only because nobody's inviting me. I'd go if I was oh, invited. We, we would invite you. You could come with you us. Come with us. I mean, we're we're. It's open to the public. Yeah, but I mean, it just. It's She's the VIP. You should She's be a VIP. Ripped yeah, your but, yeah, I'm not. Here, yeah, okay? I'm not something I've never been invited to, and that, that's basically why I wouldn't go. I mean, I, I'd go if I was if I was invited. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> but well, yeah. maybe if, if and when they get inducted, we'll see if we're going, and then we'll yeah. invite you, and then maybe you'll come with us. That would be awesome. There we It'd go. It'd be like cool. That. I wonder well, who would play in the tribute to them. Any Probably of the people we mentioned. Oh, yeah. Abs- like absolutely. And it would yeah, be cool. Actually, for Lemmy's, cool. for Lemmy's 50th birthday, there was a big birthday party for him at the Whiskey. Basically, Metallica dressed up as Lemmy, and they performed as the Lemmys. That kicks his ass. Party. Yeah. They, that's they, what they should do at the at the induction for. <laughs> that's, that's exactly maybe, what they should right. do. Uh, did they add the dots to their faces? Uh, I was Wait, I was in the upstairs balcony part. See, you, you so I, I, I wasn't close enough to see if they. Lemmy has like Lemmy two. Has he had these two big moles boils. on the yeah. side of his face. Yeah. And I always thought that they corresponded with the umlauts on the top of the O in Motorhead. <laughs> but I, 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 everyone has told me that that is not true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't find anything backing that up, but it's very it's very suspicious. You get two dots in his face, oh two God. dots above the O. Yeah. Uh, Who's to say a vampire didn't just bite him there? I mean, who is to say? Not me. Uh, a Hollywood vampire. All right. J- All right. Janice, All right. Janice, thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. We appreciate oh, you, you. you bringing yeah. your expertise and your experience. Janice, where can people... I would love to give you an opportunity to plug anything you've got going on, where people can find you online, or if you've got any... I mean, people can still purchase the book, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, just uh, yeah, buy, buy the book. You know, White Line it's, Fever. It's on, White Line Fever. It's on Amazon. Uh, I get paid royalties. <laughs> Beautiful. Hell yeah. Yeah. I saw a copy at the Barnes & Noble <laughs> at the Americana here yeah. in Los Angeles. So it's available in bookstores too? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it is. Yeah, every so often I see it in a bookstore. I, as a matter of fact, you know, I walk into a bookstore, the first thing I do is I run over to see if White Line Fever is there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like in different languages. And st- I mean, I always wanted to be one of those writers who had books that were in different languages. Yeah. And I got the to dream, be one. The dream, the came, dream true. came true. That's now great. It, yeah. Now it's you, Linnaeus Blancas. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then it, it, it doesn't seem to me, from what I could tell, that you're on social media much, but if yeah, you want to plug I, that, you can. Or if yeah. you want to plug your cats. The only website I have live right now is my cat's website. Well, well tell us what your cat's website a, is. Plug please. away. Okay, it's sparklecat.com. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, How'd you I, get actually, that? She, That's good and, IP. And, and, and her, her name's Summer. She's also 
on Instagram as um, Summer's Travels because we travel a lot. She's uh, she's a Instagram Insta famous cat. Beautiful. So she's got like twenty um like twenty one thousand followers on Instagram. Okay, so. Summer. We've yeah. got we've got a cat influencer. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I actually flew with her to Chicago for uh, the Meow Meetup, which was like the Midwest version of yeah. CatCon. She was one of those cats that you had to have a wristband to meet. It was That's incredible. Funny. Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm yeah. gonna start following her. Now I know that, that 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 that's sort of the story of my life. It's just like I'm always involved with people and animals that are more famous than me. What could I say? It's just it's like so you know, funny. Yeah, my my ex boyfriend was uh, way more famous. He was the guitar player of Kicks, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like yeah, I'm famous for like writing, you know, co-authoring Lemmy's book, and now I've got a famous cat, and nobody knows my name. You know, well, <laughs> now they will now when they you're do. on our now, yes. now incredibly. Famous podcast. Yeah, <laughs> right. You can find us at Rock Hall Pod on Twitter and Instagram, rockhallpod at gmail.com. If you want Kristen to read it, you are going to have to designate that somewhere in the email. Uh, if you're listening to this the day it drops, November 8th, my Comedy Central stand up special is tonight. Uh, at 11 p.m. Eastern on Comedy Central. Uh, if you miss it, I believe you can uh, access it on demand or on iTunes. So please watch that and, uh, hey, spread the word. Why not? Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us five stars only. If you're leaving a review because of this app, I would say Wurzel or Wizzo. Wurzel, Wizzo, or Maybe Lemon. Or, or <laughs> Lemon, yeah. Uh, so we know you listened to this episode. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuf Kim for the music. Thank you to Joe Devine for the equipment. Thank you to Chad Briggs and Dave Schilling for letting us record in the home that I share with them. And thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. I'm Joe Pozala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the Rock Hall? Hey, this is Joe. And Ryan. From the Highway Hi-Fi Podcast. The history of rock music is littered with forgotten weirdos, eccentrics, and scoundrels. Highway Hi-Fi is an examination of the lesser-known but equally vital aspects of music over the past hundred years or so through its most enduring medium, the vinyl record. We cover records that were made for plants. Truck-driving country songs. The mafia's ties to record bootlegging. The ill-fated turntables for cars. The Mexican Woodstock. Waffle House's record label. The murderous true crime roots of Stagger Lee. Leonard Nimoy's highly illogical folk albums. The flammability of the Butthole Surfers live shows. Serial box flexi disc. The strange byproducts of the American private press trend. And so much more. Using trivia, deep dives into history and context, interviews and curios from our record collections. We go track by track through the underbelly of music history to locate the roots of the world's fascination with vinyl records. Check out Highway Hi-Fi on all reputable podcatchers. We're a proud member of the Pantheon Music Podcast Network. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you Raymond in Buffalo, Maria in Miami, and Jules in Troy taking control of everything that's under your control. 
At Granger, we're here for you with high quality supplies for every industry, plus real time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.